You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate <laughs> the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Well, we should um, we should play that like some sort of have it like an outing and then play that as we walk out onto the onto the stage or something. <laughs> you know we're live, Andy. G'day guys. Yeah, Welcome to Talking League. <laughs> I'm your host TK, and that was my main man Andy. Hello, Andy. You're just excited tonight. It must be the it must be your COVID vaccine. It's just made you sort of like all excitable. Yeah, um, I felt I can you, as you can tell, with listeners, my internet is primo. Uh, so the 5G's working really well. <laughs> <laughs> Encouragement. Corbs, how's your internet going, mate? Yeah, mine's all right. I think it might be because he's the only one left in draft, but Team Ronnie, <laughs> Team Ronnie will get him. He's, he knocked out the, the last year's champ, and he's going to knock out the minor premier this year. Yeah, it's a big one in our draft comp. Well, I'm out. I'm retired now. Corby, the defending champion, he's gone. Andy's uh, lost and- his captain and half his team. Ronnie yeah. is a frequent listener as well. So, Ronnie, Go congratulations. Ronnie. But it's it's me versus you this week, and uh, you're going down, mate. The winner could come either between you guys or Adam. And I don't mind if Louis wins as well. People got no idea what we're talking about right now. So, we might, <laughs> yeah. might as well get on with this hey, show. This is the rule irrelevant. Don't worry about him. <laughs> but, boys and girls, we've got three Tuesday shows remaining. It's going to be pretty sad. I was just thinking, like, I know me and you, I'm moving house in, what, a week and a half, Andy, and moving closer to you. So it's going to be even closer. So we've got to work out. I was going to say, oh, maybe we don't see each other for a few months, but it's not going to happen. No, how about we just sort of, we'll work on some things for next season. Okay, I like that. <laughs> now, boys and girls, we've got our burning questions tonight and also our audience questions. So it's not a huge show tonight because as we're wrapping up the end of the season, but some good questions in there tonight, boys. But let's get straight to it. Burning questions. We didn't do a Sunday wrap, so some of these will be part of this, what we are going to put on tonight. But start with you, Andy. What's your current classic rank? And I love to know because you've climbed, you've really climbed up the ladder lately. What's your goal for the rest of the rest of the season? Three rounds to go. Well, current rank is three hundred ninety three thousand six hundred ninety eight. I was going to say three hundred is pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I can if I can crack the three thousand, that'd be pretty swell. But I can't do anything about it, really. Um, the only sort of saving grace for me this week to just scrape through with 17 players is if Tamalolo comes in. But, yeah, it's more or less just picking captains from here on in, um, hopefully dodging all the, the restings of players and um, uh, maybe looping a, looping one or two if uh, when Smith comes back. But, yeah, it's more about like a sit back and watch. But I think I've traded to get to this status, or get to this place, so... Um, it wasn't just a, a let's just go hell for leather and burn on the trade. It was a methodical trading. Is Lolo back this week, Any? He's a chance, yeah. Okay. He's on the reserve. I missed that Extended. altogether. Okay. Their team lists aren't as exciting anymore. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not at all. Especially when you get eliminated from draft. But uh, Andy, goal for the end of the year. Sorry, did I miss that? Oh, my goal is I can't do anything. So I'll, I'll, if I crack the 3,000, I'll be, I'll be happy, especially with the risks I took at the start of the season. Um, like I, I've sort of picked a few players just to differ to, for, to you guys. 
to sort of see if you guys went well, I would go to, I would go bad, or if, you, if I went well, you would go bad with the different players. So I think um, we'll get into what our steps were when that question comes later. But the goal is just just to crack three thousand. I'll be a happy man. For sure. Now, Corbs, you've had a cracking like last six or seven weeks, really climbing up in that top thousand. Tell us your current rank and your goal for the rest of the year, mate. Yeah, I've been just sort of sitting around the um, 600 mark. I'm just looking at my last few rounds, 639, then 644, and now moved into the 546. Uh, I must, I don't know who it was, but I jumped out a little bit. I was up 520, and then the last updates come through Monday morning. So I don't know. I, this week I'm just trying to – I want to crack the 500. Um, that's probably the end goal, but – if I can shoot up a little bit further, but yeah, week at a time, just, you know, the old cliche, just take every <laughs> one week at a, at a time. The the good thing, I suppose, with mine is that I've, I've seemed to have dodged quite a few injuries and um, at the moment I've got the, the option of looping a few players here, either Gutho, Simonson, Verrills or Peachy, um, but... With Fort Waker out, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I've got the option. I've got eighteen players, so I can I can loop this week. I've got eighteen players fit, which is good. Cool. Can I ask you a question? With Bailey, do you intentionally call him Simonson because his name's Simonson? You've been saying it since round one, and it annoys me now. You're doing it intentionally because you hate him. No, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing that. But I'll keep calling him Simonson because there's only two and a half weeks to go. Admit that you hate him. Remember in trials, Andy, when he pointed him out for doing nothing, and he's just. Always given it. I to don't. Him. I don't hate him. I just said that he didn't score well, but he's come back to sort of put pie on my face the last few weeks. I know when he played fullback, he was a lot more involved. But even last week, fifty-seven on the sting. Yeah, he's um. Yeah, I might not even uh, the loop might be between Verrills and Peachy. I might just play him. Okay. Hey, can I can I also uh, welcome you to? No trades. How how do you feel, Corbs? This is your first week without having to stress about trading. Yeah, it's different. It's well, I guess that's my conundrum now is who do I put in the – who's the two that are going to loop? So it's yeah. still a little bit of um, – like because, yeah, the last few weeks I've had – no, I've had the loop option there. But, yeah, once you get down to 17 and no trades, you're literally – yeah, that's anything. <laughs> bliss, bliss. All right, guys, I'm done. See you. Boys, I'm, um, I'm going to stay conservative. Like last week when I got up to 52nd, I got a little bit cocky and I was thinking, oh, I might win this. What am I going to spend this money on? <laughs> Obviously, you two will come to Magic Round. How is I going to get the last one? How much KFC can we eat? Even though I've never, I don't really eat KFC. But really, I've dropped, I dropped to 80, so I, I dropped 28 ranks. But really, between me and 50, there's only like 50 points. And I know a lot of the teams ahead of me, unfortunately, lost a lot of players. Like, I got a lot of damage as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I still think top 100 probably is the goal. I just want that full-time siren in that last game to go, to be honest, boys. <laughs> yeah. It's just way too much anxiety. It's been a long season. The NRL season is way too long. And I know that there's a lot of listeners, including both you guys that watch the NFL, and their season is just beautiful. What is it, like 17, 18 games? No carry-on. Just just beautiful, just short game. Just short season. I think that's where we need to go. Just stop wrecking the plays. But, yeah, fingers crossed, top 100. I think that would be nice to recap because it's been a long, long season. Boys, let's put our hypothetical 
hats on now. <laughs> Let's just pretend we've got two trades. I want to know, if you had two trades remaining, who would be burning the two on? Andy, who you got? Uh, this name you'll probably hear mentioned a lot during this pod. Um, I've given him a little nickname. Okay. So the first trade will be Madison is again out, and I'm going to bring in my my boy, God Curran. Mate. <laughs> oh, no. He, the narrative. He's amazing. Look, and if, <laughs> and if I can give the listeners any confidence, I'll put him as my captain in draft because I've also lost Madison. So, yeah, I, I, honestly, I love him. He just looks like an awesome ball player. He's just got that combination with Walshy. Um, I was spewing on the weekend when he actually – he, he looked like it was over the over the try line. He passed it to Jazz uh, to to go over. But mate, he's in some hot form. Sixty four point three uh, fantasy point average um, in that second row spot. So uh, he's going to be the first trade. And uh, my second one, I'd probably um, trade RTS, who's a nothing for me, for Braden Trindle. Yeah, geez, he's been playing some good football. Yep, he has. Been. Um, and because f- that's how much money I have left for bowl, it'll, it'll be a like for like. So. Yeah, he, he's been playing well, especially with the absence of SJ. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. Some nice life but lessons to move on to 2022, Andy. <laughs> he might be first pick next week. Next week. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Corby, give me your two hypotheticals, mate. Who you got? I, I've got a, a sort of a bit of a, a weird one here, like Harry Grant and Luttrell. But I, I still just think Harry might go back to 60 next week. And Latrell just seems to be in second gear. If he sort of gets out of that, he could be very dangerous. Bunnies have got a couple of tough games, though. I almost consider, because he seemed to get 76, I think, just with so much ease. I'd nearly consider double up to get Cleary if it was possible. Because he just seemed to do nothing last week and still just clicked 76 easy. I, I feel like he's got that game out of the way. And yeah, I think he's going to be pretty, um, pretty brutal yep. for the, anyone that did pick him up the last rounds. I, I don't think see him going below seventy. Like as I said, he did nothing. Are you, are you worried about that left edge from Souths, seeing that it is the fire edge that they've got all that firepower? We'll, we'll probably will have a really good indication where Cleary is after this round, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing is I don't have any trades, so I don't really have to worry about that one. But, yeah, that, that would be my two. If I could get the Grant and Mitchell, I think they're two pretty red-hot attacking players, especially Grant. If he got anywhere near the 80, uh, and they've got a pretty good run home in their games, you wouldn't think he'd be rested just because he's sort of been out so much. Yep. And, yeah, Latrell's had a bit of time off as well. And, yeah, just on the back of the bunnies. <clears throat> That'd be my two. Okay, my two. I reckon Teddy. Teddy's in sensational form. He's back to being his best. Big apology to Eddie Durham. We have a bet from about five weeks ago, <laughs> me saying that Kennedy would finish over the top of Teddy, but that's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> Teddy's nearly hitting like centuries again, and he just he's touching the ball so much. So owners of Teddy, I think you both have Teddy. I think you're both thriving with that. And then I can't believe I don't have my boy Cam Murray. It's just, I know that he had more of a, like a two-month low last week, but his form's been sensational, and that dual cover is just too good to be true. I don't have him, and I wish I did. You'd think he will be pretty busy in the next two weeks when they've got Panthers, Roosters. Yeah. He'll have to play a pretty big game. That's what I'm feeling as well. For them so, to do well. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, next one is looking at our teams for this week. 
Corb, start with you. Can you field 17 this week? And who are the players that you've got out? Yeah, I've got uh, Cheese, Maddo and Crichton out. That's pretty good. So I've, I've got 18 fit. But yeah, my looping options are Gutho versus the Cowboys, Simonson, Simonson versus the Eagles. <laughs> versus the Eagles, though. That worries me a little bit. Peachy um, is against the Storm, which I know that he's um, – Fought Awakers out, so yep. he he's still off the bench, but I feel like he could play some bigger minutes like last week again. And Verrills versus the Dragons, I think it's the last two that I'm going to be doing it though. Simonson still comes in for quite a few runs and still stays busy. And now that there's a bit of competition with um, Nickel Clockstad on the bench, I think I'll yeah go with the loop for either Verrills or Peachy. Yeah. I think I think Gutho will be a good scorer this week. I think Parra will bounce back. They can't play any worse than they've been. And they're playing a non-top four team. They'll probably whip them by 50. It depends on, on how big his room is, apparently. Jeez, oh, yeah. there's, some, there's some rubbish stories Some of the out. stuff that they like, make up, who cares about? Oh, Jesus. Andy, talk to me about your team this week. How many players and who do you have out? So I'm really sweating on this um, Tam Lola. I literally thought I was going to have 16 players until I heard that Tam has a chance. Uh, Madison stuffed me with the head high. Oh, jeez. Just mm. that really hurt me. Fantasy draft and Parramatta player. It was just, it was a triple hit. <laughs> it got me, got me real good. And then the Brandon Smith uh, resting. Uh, so not much I can do. I just subbed Verrills in for Smith as my hooker. Um, put Tamalala in. So if he plays, he's in. But uh, probably going to captain DCE, I think. If, if Turbo doesn't play as well, there's another risky. Um, play because he, he could have yep. a sore cheekbone. You never know. Um, if it's if Turbo is in, I'll be captaining him. If not, um, I'll be playing with 16 and DCE with captain. Okay, nice. I've only got 16, so I've got out this week. Cheese on the rest, Angus suspended, Ryan Madison suspended, Hughes on the rest, and Corey Hero and Naira suspended as Ooh. well. So even if Hughes and Cheese weren't like rested, I'll still only have 16 because I haven't got any edges left. Because my only edge left is for feeder. And, like, I stocked up on edges, like, my last trade, thinking that this might happen. <laughs> and I'll lose them all back-to-back. So as You'd lo- have to. The only good thing is I know it's only for two weeks, and I know Angus will come back in that last round. So, touch wood, Fafita behaves himself, because he wasn't behaved last week. He was lucky he didn't get sighted. And I could have had no edges this week. So, yeah, it's a lesson, another You'd lesson. Have- I'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. You'd have to think there's a fair few people in the top hundred to have those players as well. You could be in the same position as you. Yep. Having a so look hopefully at the don't hates. drop down too much. Having hopefully a look at the you don't drop a couple. Coming, I think he was second, and he was if if he's got zero trades, which I'm feeling he does because of the four players already in his emergencies not being back this ah, year. Okay. He would be down to 13 players this week in second Ooh. position. So it's a uh, it, it is crazy up the top. Even the guy coming first. I think his name is Shane, by memory. And I was only looking at his team, and he'd be struggling in the name 17 for sure. Someone's just going to come from over the top and just... Yeah. It's going to be something crazy. Brad Briett. Yeah. Someone who will have God Curran as captain. He'll just come in straight over the top. And who knows? It could be on the back <laughs> of something like uh, Cleary going nuts. But, boys, let's talk about captaincy options this week. And, Andy, we'll start with you. Turbo, you know, you've done pretty well with him. You're captain last few weeks, but... Is he too risky to captain this week? I think the fact that the report we were saying is asking Desi if he can play. I think just he's just there to 
to do the best for Manly, I think that shows just want for him. So if he's in and he's health, like if he's in, if he's playing, I'm captaining him. Yep. Uh, I, I don't think he knows he's playing for my team as well, so it might give him an extra boost. But yeah, I guess the good uh, thing I is Andy, we're going to find out his his first game, so we get to find out yeah. if he's playing. So who? Uh, his second he's, game, isn't he? Is he second? I thought he was Thursday night. Yeah, Titan Stormer Thursday. <laughs> okay, my apologies. With all my players in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I like the, the listeners say Corby in draft had Puppy, Grant, uh, and Hines, and he's been he hasn't he hasn't fielded any of them all in the same team at all. Went out last week, and they're all starting for the first time in his draft. And he really was oh, a top four team too. He just yeah, that's what you get. Hurt. You were throwing games during the year, just playing with oh, like no. ten players. I looked back. I looked back, and there was a couple of games. There was one where I played a prop down, um, and yeah. Anyway, there was a quite a few that I could have won easily, and it it would have got me in the top four and got me through to here. So, Ooh. lesson learnt. The last few years, though, it's paid off, and I haven't it hasn't worried me. But um, this year, not so much. Corbs, talk to me about uh, Turbo. Are you going to take the risk on him? And who's your next best, if not? Yeah, I just think then you've got to have a good backup with your vice captain. So I'm definitely putting the C on him because yeah, he's that second game. I'm going to put the VC on Teddy. I was looking at either Cody Walker or Teddy, but um, Cody Walker's got a tough game, and I don't think he's going to get his attacking stats against the Panthers. I think I reckon Reynolds will probably score better this week. Yep. Um, just game managing, but Teddy against the Dragons, depleted Dragons, and like you said before, he's almost. Touching it too much, he's <laughs> like he's, he's, he, he's getting now. four or five touches a set. He's watching uh, it. It's ridiculous. Twenty, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the, there's always the other one. Um, Hass is your safe option, but I think Teddy's pretty much got the same flaw as um, Hass at the moment. The way he's sort of carrying on in the middle there, just yep. <laughs> pushing people out of the way. So yeah, I'll be going Captain Turbo. That's a, been a good combination over the years. The Turbo Teddy. Yeah, I like that, mate. I don't have him, combo. so I'll probably have to put Huss as my vice-captain. DCE is probably another option, but I think, yeah, you think you'd subbed it up pretty well. I think we're all going Turbo, but the two choices you boys picked as well, I think, can can go pretty well. Would you risk Cleary for anyone that's got him? If you got Cleary and Turbo, Andy, who would you pick out of those two? If I had Cleary, looking at that last game where he was 90%, Play 75 minutes and got 75 points. I think the unicorn points are still are too good. If I had Cleary, it'd be Cleary all the way. Okay. Corbs? No, I'd go Turbo and VC, Cleary. Yeah, Tur- Turbo is just same. freakish at the moment. Yep, I'll do the same, I think. I just think that left edge is going to test him out quite a lot this week. Boys, let's get it rip into our audience questions. Some good ones tonight. <clears throat> so we'll all cover this one. I'd run of the regulars, Andre uh, Fatiaki. He wants to know, is it worth bringing in Nathan Cleary, speak of the devil, if you want to use your last two trades? For Andre, he wants to trade use and Avarillo. Avarillo is named, though, Andre, depending on how long they're out for. And he wants to have it to Cleary and then also a looping player, so a player that's unlikely to play for the rest of the year. He can also use the same money to get one of the favorites, Teddy, and also Andy's boyfriend, Josh Curran. Now, he wants to know, with he should he use that one trade and save the last one for next week as he actually does have a full squad playing this week? Andy, what do you make of Andre's cap? 
Geez, look, I'll tell you what, they're three really good options. Um, man, I'd love to have some trades. It'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can figure out any of these options. But uh, I think if Abrillo does play, I don't think you had the option to bring Teddy in. I'm sorry, to bring Cleary in because you can't drop Avril if he's playing, yep. especially in that seven position. Um, but let's just say he's not, so we can uh, answer the question. Uh, it's it's tough, man. I'd almost consider bringing the Cleary in, but when you've got Teddy and Curran as the second option, um, even with the God Curran playing so well, uh, 64 average, uh, they that spot, and geez, 97, 83, amazing points. And he's, the Warriors have a good run too. Um, but in all honesty, I think if I was in his position, looking at all these resting of the players, he's lucky to have 17 this week. I think you'd just be making the one trade this week and saving that one for just keeping that in your back pocket, considering you can already field 17. If you couldn't field 17, I'd be, I'll be pulling the trigger, but I'll be saying keep that trade in your back pocket. And if you really wanted to, you'd trade Hughes out for Teddy if he could have a, a winger fullback to slot into the half position. Yep. I think you make a good point on this holding these trades. If you can nearly, if you can field a team seventeen boys, I would nearly say hold the trades because you don't know what's going to happen, eh? Like <laughs> I know that Teddy's going to be huge. So if if I was going to make anything, the only point I make with Cleary is after what happened on the weekend with the charge for the shoulder charge, does it maybe scare them again? That maybe he just gets through this and then he rests the next two games after that because they play the Tigers and Para after that. So there's always a chance that he does get a rest. So imagine bringing him in. And then he gets a rest. That's a lot of money and two wasted trades. You could nearly even wait until the, if you could get through the next two rounds. Can you imagine? And you still got seventeen players, mm. and then you got the pick of the last when they rest a whole heap of Storm players, a whole heap of all the other teams. And just imagine you've got those two lucky trades, and you can just pull clear. Just imagine he does play that last game, and then all of a sudden you got Nathan Clear in your team, and no one else has got trades. Like, I think it's a straight safe strategy maybe just to – it looks like he's got plenty of money, that's for sure. So the money's not going to be an issue. And I suppose Hughes is he's only going to have one rest this week and he'll probably play the end of the season out, would you say? This yeah, is interesting. probably fingers crossed because so, he was probably always going to get a rest like the cheese. So it might have been always in their plans to rest him. But, Corbs, what's your thoughts on this one, mate? What, what's with Avarillo? What, is he – He's got a broken hand. The, but, waiting for scans, so they're going for the scans. So they've named him. If they get the scans back's broken, they'll sub someone else in. Yeah, okay. So that's a wait and hold because I thought he was just done, but I didn't know the results were still pending. Hughes also heard that he couldn't remember the previous 24, 48 hours when he got hit, which isn't good. You mm, usually don't hear that, but they can um, they can exaggerate stories as well. So yep. if the, the thing with Cleary there, if you've got Turbo – You've got a clear captain, yep. um, but then there's also the the little bit of grey area there, whether he plays. But the the clear the reason I would like sort of be gunning for that clear would be that clear captain. But with Turbo, yeah, like I said, you don't need that. So I'd be going the other way with the Turbo, uh, the Teddy Curran trades. Um, and yeah, if Avrilo's out, there's no point really leaving him. Oh yeah, I'd save the trades as well. But I don't think Storm are going to do their mass restings either because they've been sort of just couple here and there. Yep. I, I think they'll actually play round 25 a little bit different to last year, but I've been wrong before as with my draft team. I couldn't work out when they were going to play. They bloody or just better ma- not play round 25. We play them. That could be the game that we need to win to make this finals. <laughs> just rest them, Billy. Well, I think Corbs is right actually because if anything, they won't rest their most um, – 
fancy relevant players, which would help us um, managers because, like, he's going to get a rest. Christian Welsh might get a rest because Harry Grant's already been rested half the season. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's Smith, still Munster. Kafusi. Kafusi's definitely – he's said last week he's going to rest him. He's not fancy relevant anyways. No, Munster, he's, I think, still got a resting in him. It, I mean, if Hans does well and then Hughes comes back, there's your two halves to give Munster a spell. Yep. Yep. Um, and then yeah, Cheese was busted last week. I thought that oh, was yeah. on the cards for him. I just think it's yeah. I think it's a good thing for all fantasy coaches, especially if you can field seventeen for Cheese to get a rest because we've been talking about it for about four weeks now how cooked he's been. So him getting a week off just to freshen up his legs, I think, will be great for everyone moving forward. But, so, but yeah, in in closing, I would say hold them if you've got a seventeen. And then you're not going to lose money on Avrilo or Hughes if they're both out. And then, yeah, make those trades. Geez, they're precious, aren't they? We oh, talked they about it all year, and here we are. <laughs> we didn't listen to ourselves. It's bloody shooter's fault. Now, next one, Joshy Page. He wants to know. He's got three trades left. You, How do you have three trades left, Josh? Oh, and amazing. He's going from Angus it- Crichton to Cleary, and that's his first trade. And then he's thinking of going from Frizzell to Barnett if, Barn- if Frizzell gets suspended for one match. Now, Josh, just, I'll, before I turn over to the boys, Frizzell only getting one game. If you've got 17 players, do not make that trade because you're just wasting a trade. So if you've got 17 fit guys, you've got edge players, don't make that trade, even though Barnett's in very, very good form. Now, Crichton to Cleary, again, if you've got 17 players, Crichton's going to be back in one game. So not this week, not next week, but the week after. So again... I don't know if you need Cleary right now, especially if you've got a good team. Boys, what's your thoughts, Andy? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, unless he – you know how some of you, you just need to do something to trade? This is that itch. <laughs> you might have the itch. The urge is to keep him if you can field 17, but I'm assuming he's put this, this question because he has to actually trade one. I don't think he's got 17, especially with the frizzle problem. He's probably got frizz there. No one can sub in for him. Um, frizz to Barnett or frizz to Godcurrent. <laughs> the next question oh, the next on. question sums it up so <laughs> why don't we let pagey we'll call him pagey we'll let him have one trade this week so he keeps two up his sleeve now you can either go angus to cleary or frizzell to barnett andy who you only one uh, if he has turbo like what corbs is saying is he's bang on there because like you said he's got the, the the captain option of turbo so if he doesn't have a captain the crime to cleary trade does make great sense to me, but who has that money in the bank? What's Crichton? 700 and something K and yep. Cleary's 1.2 million. So I doubt he has 500 K on the bench. So I don't think that trade's getting done. So I'll be going the frizz to, to to Barnett if he's if he's sold on Barnett, but um, I'll be changing that to Curran. He must have some cash, but if he can go Angus, because he wants to do both. He wants to go Angus to Cleary and then Frizzell to Barnett. And then Frizzell and Barnett are very similar in price, aren't they? So yeah, he must have sure. some cash. Corbs, what's your thoughts on this one? I'd just go the first one because Crichton's out two weeks So and Frizzell's only yeah, the one, like you said. Yeah. And Cleary, Cleary's going to score just as well as Crichton in that last game plus two extra games of 70-plus. So I'd go the, the first one. And, yeah, that's that's exciting because there's your, your captain VC this week. Yep. You don't care if Turbo doesn't play. Yeah, True. I think I agree with Corbs. If you're going to make one, it's got to be Cleary. I don't think Frizzell. Frizzell to Barnett, you're literally going edge to edge. At least Cleary might hit a – he could hit anything. So at the same time, he might get injured too. But I'd rather the top one than the bottom one for sure. Sticking on Josh Page, he's got another one. And I know Andy's been waiting all day for this one. 
Josh, he wants to know. Okay, we're going to flip this hypothetical thing again. He wants to go to either. So he's going to ignore us right now, hypothetically. And he's going to get rid of one of these Tyson Frizzell or Cleary or Crichton, sorry. And he's going to go to either Josh Current or Mitch Barnett. He wants some advice. Now, Andy, take your bloody draft cap off <laughs> and give Look, young you, Josh some if advice. You walk, if you walked around my into my bedroom right now, the first thing you'll see is the rubbish bin. You'd see a poster of Adam Dewey in there. <laughs> oh, and then God. you look up on the ceiling, you'd see the dad bod God Curran just there in his all – just doing a, a vortex with a with a beer. That's what he's doing, uh, and that's that, he's, he's my new love, honestly. But look, if you just look at the stats, his last three games, ninety seven. That's with a try, the first try, eighty three, no try, fifty nine, uh, with an average of sixty four point three fans on that edge position. That's yeah, we we it was a bit um, torn when he was playing lock. He wasn't getting that much. Um, he was just tackling a lot. wasn't really having that ball playing ability. But he seems to be going from the right and the left. Um, he's floating around, so he's just a player. He looks like he just loves to get in amongst it. Like a, I'm trying to think who he who he compares me to, or who he reminds me of. But it's it's lost me at the moment. But with Barnett's 57.6 um, average on the edge, I think for me, Curran is just the love affair. Stuff to the three date rule. It's two dates. It's 97.83. He's in. I've, got, I've, I've locked him in. <laughs> the narrative. Uh, are you boys with me or are you, or, or hey, are you on the Barnett train? You know what? For the off season, I'm going to, you know, where Bruce Buffer puts the, says the word narrative. I'm going to cut the word narrative out and we're going to have a new segment. It's just going to be called narrative where you just spin your biggest shit that you can fucking do. <laughs> I don't mind that. Nah, he's in good form. Corbs, why don't you go ahead and then I'll, I'll finish this off. He's only hating um, Dewey because he's going to end his draft this week when <laughs> Team Ronnie captains him. <laughs> That's another reason why I don't like him. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd have to go um, Curran with his form and he's 50K cheaper. But if you're a Knights fan and you really wanted Barnett, he's not going to disappoint you. I mean, they're both good ins, but yeah, you'd have to lean towards Curran cheaper and um, does have the better runs on the board. Last few weeks. Boys, are you a little bit concerned though? The only concern I've got I'm with you, current, I enjoy watching him. He's like a Jamie Bura. If Jamie Bura had a, he does have children, but if he had like a bigger child, it would be, I reckon, him. But are you a little bit worried that maybe he's hitting his ceiling too much in terms of an 83 and 97? Do you think he can keep it up? That would be my only thing. I just think maybe going Barnett because he's got consistency when he's got 72, 59, 66. So you kind of know where he's going to range. Curran's kind of like 59, 83, 97. Is he kind of shooting the stars out? And then are we going to be let down because they play against a little bit of tougher opposition coming up? But you think about it, that 59 is coming off the bunnies. You know, you can put 59 against the bunnies. It's not too bad. Like, he Was has that had that a couple of, uh, No, that was on the edge. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that too. I was like, oh, mate, he's just played easy teams, which was Tigers, Sharks. Doggies, but then he's got the Broncos, Raiders, Titans. There you go. Raiders, Raiders, maybe, but they're they can leak a few as well. Um, and I don't. Who's going on the edge now for Corey? Who's on the? I think it's still Young Hudson and Young. Um, Whitehead. Yep. No, oh, they're pretty solid. Yes, but, on the lock. Um, yeah, I, I still think he's. Yeah, I, I don't think he, you could. You, you're not going to lose out either, with either guy when you think they're both dual players. I know that Barnett's a little bit more expensive, but this time of year, you probably got cash to burn. It's I don't yeah. th- I don't think you can go bad with either of them. I think they're both going to score very very well. Yeah, agree. 
All right, boys. Next one, we've got Clay Murray. He wants to know, best player to bring in for the run home under 575K. Corbs, why don't you kick us off? Well, the, the safe option would probably be Gagai. Um, and with the week that he's just had with his Hemi, it, surely it wasn't anything because he literally had one week. I reckon it was just a bit of a resting there. Um, and then they've got the tough game this week against the Panthers. On that left edge, he just seems to – he's a bit not as good as Cleary. He's like a poor man's Cleary. He just seems to tick up the points very easily. The other one, this is risky, very risky, but it depends where you are. If you want to just throw the dice, you know how I'm going to say, aren't you? I like this. No, I don't. No, Appenhausen at fullback. I know he's been – maybe they've kept talking about, you know, and we've said it, they need to just chuck him in the deep end. Um. And see how he goes, but yeah, I can't see him going back to the bench now that he's got his fullback spot yeah. back. I think they'll just keep him there. And you look at their run; they've got the Titans, the Eels, the Sharks. So he's got a pretty good run to run rampant and and get some attacking stats, get some confidence back. Um, yeah, it's it's risky though; it's very risky. It, he could get thirty five, or he, he could get back to his best and get that sixty plus, but. Hey, Corbs, can that'd, you, that'd be the two. Can you imagine if Parramatta knock off Storm next week and they're the only team that have beaten them twice in a year? <laughs> the reason I'll do it is if I can't, I can't see Parra just the way they are at the moment, that happening. Yeah, it's yeah, that would be over, over balconies. Yeah. They'll all, share, they'll all share the one room, Bond, and then beat the Storm. <laughs> Boys, the guy, any mentioning before, I'm, I like Tricky, Tricky Trindle. Mm. 527k since he moved to halfback he's averaging 64 i just like his style because even if moylan comes back in the team and they reckon he's playing this week moylan as well even though he's on the extended like it just seems he doesn't ever kick the ball matt moylan he just makes so many he's like cleary as well i think he's averaging like 500 kick meters a, a game tricky so he's doing quite well so at 527k i'm all for him the other guy that's probably going under the radar is isaiah yo at 549k, and because he got knocked out, it was three games ago, he got an eight and got knocked out in a game. I'm trying to remember who it was against, either Roosters or, no, it wasn't Roosters, against Brisbane, I think it was. And that put his price right down, but he's got a last two of 52 and 54. So for a 549k guy, that's pretty reliable considering the caliber of the player and the team that he plays with. So if you need a mid, Isaiah Yo right on the radar, a half tricky trindle for me. But Andy, who you got? Yeah, mine was Tricky Trindle as well. Just he's just t- playing really well. He's, he's outperforming his price tag, which is under five twenty five. Um, I don't think you mentioned it in the question. He said he has Braley. <laughs> Even if he, he didn't have Braley, I don't think he would be an option for me to chuck oh, yeah. him in there. <laughs> I don't see him as a as a star player or someone someone to bring into your team. But yeah, Trindle was my go to. Um, but I I didn't actually look that far down. How much is um, little puppy? Like four, he's well down. He's like, like four hundred, four forty or something. Yeah. I didn't scroll down that far. I'm like, surely no one. Yeah, I was just looking for a roughie. So yeah, he That's was really well down. Like but yeah, there, there's plenty of risk there. Just with the Aussie Yo, I I noticed him too, TK. But when you look at their bench, they're going to have Davida Penga Jr., Fisher Harris, Kurt Capewell. Mm. I don't think Mitch Kenny's going to stay there because they've got too many good forwards. Yeah, I think he'll get punted. And then, I don't know, Sorensen maybe, but 
And and I guess Eisenhuth will probably get punted back to the bench, but they've got a pretty good uh, rotation of mids, forwards, there, edge yeah. in uh, Tavita and Kurt Capel. So True. I don't. It yeah, depends on how they. I don't think he'll him, get his right? bigger minutes like he did at the start of the year, maybe. But that turned me off him. So I, I did notice him as well, but still, yep. he's cheap for cheap as. It'd be yeah. interesting you to look, see how they the origin games Like Yo is too valuable on the field for them big games when they need him. He's too good. Like, like Matty Johnson sort of breaking him down. He just has that ability. So he gives Cleary and Luai that bit of extra time. He, he's a bit of the ball player in the middle. So yeah. I, I think if they're – it's a tight game, he's staying on. But if they're pumping him, they'll probably – I suppose, too, they play their edges uh, 60 minutes or so. Mm. So that helps um, him probably bank up those few more minutes. But, yeah, you did did sort of touch on it. He, um, he needs to be on there when they're – if they are to win. So this week – Yo, maybe could go big, but then they've got the Tigers Eels. Uh, you'd think that that'd <laughs> be um, he'd be getting sixty minutes max yep. against those teams. Yeah, for sure. Now, our next question, William Roberts, boys, he's looking for the best mid edge. Now he's got a whole stack of good boys. He's got Payne Haas, he's got IPAP, he's got Vanilla Blake, David Fafita, Ola Kahatu, and he's also got Angus Crichton sitting his emergencies. Now, money's not an issue. Andy, who's your thoughts? Look, there's two options, really. Oh, no. Can we guess? If we guess, (laughs) you can't talk again for the rest of this talk. (laughs) I I had two, but your boy's tier two. It's definitely Josh Curran, number one. Can we... You, you're going to do that, right? No, nah, no. Nah, look, my all-time favourite, one of my favourite players. Murray is the there one. There you go. You can't, talk. Two. you can't talk for the next five minutes. <laughs> nah. who, who else is there, really? Josh like, Jackson. I'd play Jackson over Curran. Yeah, I like Josh Jackson as well. He is oh, coming to form, but surely he's going to burn out. He's, he's, missed, no, he's, he's, he's more consistent than Curran. Yeah, Curran's getting tries. Josh Jackson didn't do anything. He just tackled and worked his butt off and got 86. You can't, you can't, he's not, a, he's an eight minute player, but he's getting old. You can't play that long. Mate, you can't keep hating Ronnie's players, all right? Just because <laughs> they're going to beat you too, you've got to learn to love them. No, I still remember no. our draft, it was around the 11th round, and there was no players left but Josh Jackson. That's how far he fell down. And Ronnie no, said to me, What do you think of Josh Jackson? I'm like, Well, I think he's your only like option here. That's how far <laughs> none of us rated him at all. So, Sorry, I scratched that. He's he's played seventy seventy plus minutes for the last since round fifteen. So who's that? I, I take it back. Josh Curran. He, he's seventy minutes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Stop eight. Writing eight games in a row. That's pretty good, actually. Narrative. Yeah, mine would tonight. be flip a coin between Jackson and Cam Murray, but I'll probably just because I like Cam Murray more, and he's maybe got some attacking upside. But yeah, either one of those is is who. Yeah, pick your. Yeah, poison there. I think so as well. All right, boys, I'll save Raymond's question to the last because I like that one really. I like all of tonight's ones, but that mm. one's sensational. Now, Bailey Hart, he wants to know, which player should I play out of Peachy Shoop? That's the Canterbury Centre and Stephen Crichton. I can't loop. Now, boys, after that news about Mo Fodawaka, I'm going to say Peach. Corby talked him up a little bit. Peach actually got a 40 last week coming off the mm. bench too. I think out of those three guys, Stephen Crichton, I don't think, unless they're going to score a lot of tries, which I don't see happening against the Bunnies. So scratch him. Shuppie's doing too, not too bad, but he plays in a really sucky team, right? So I think Peach is your man, Corbs. Yeah, I originally had Shoop, but then I saw the Fodawaka news come through and didn't realise, went back and had a look at the team list. I think he'll get, um, yeah, 
40 plus minutes, maybe yep. around that 50. Crichton, outside, I had Momorowski earlier in the year. We all did, I think. And all the um, Staines owners were saying how much of a hog he was. So I had Crichton <laughs> on the weekend. He was outside him. You got a 15, and, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was just such a ball hog. And, yeah, they played south. So I'd, I'd be the same order, Peachy, Shulp, and then Crichton last. Nice. Andy? Yeah, I did have AA Ron at the start. But, um, yeah, I think Peachy, even with 33 minutes on the weekend, he scored a 40. He's probably got the the highest floor out of the three. And like you said, especially with the, fo- the mofo uh, out or possibly yeah, I think Peachy could be the one of the three. Is that, they're two big outs for the Titans, aren't they? I mean, everyone's looking at the Storm, but Brimson and Fodawake has been good for them. Brimson's been pretty average the last couple of games, though. Like, yeah. Honestly, I think Jaden might bring more to the team at the moment. I think Brimson's been the most disappointing fantasy season, I mean, player of the season. Like, mm. I think I remember in the off-season that lift Frank injury and physio was just telling everyone to stay stay clear. I just don't think he's got his confidence back from that origin game. Mm. He just hasn't been the same. Because I remember Corby, me and Corby made a trade late last year and he came straight into Corby's team and absolutely blitzed it. But yeah, I remember the coach said Was that off the ankle year, injury? He said that he's one of the best, like, build a club around him and that just rang through my ears the whole year. And yeah. then I made that trade with him and I was like, yes, you beauty. And then he sort of um, lived up to the coach's comments. But... Yeah, this year he's. Uh, I think they watched their little doco too much and yeah, so thought they were going to win yeah. too easily because they've been pretty disappointing. The Titans. Absolutely, I think, and they've, I, they've relied yeah, too much on Tino and Fafita, I reckon, to try and spark them. Some of the guys that played well end of last year, guys like Kelly Brimson, Fogarty, and also Ash Taylor, they've just gone into their shell a little bit this year. They've gone backwards, all four of those guys. It's like they're passing the torch to, okay, it's your turn to step up this time. I'm not going to do anything. And they just rotate that around for all the players. Yep. Like even for Fida, when he wants to play, he plays in, but he can have a terrible game. It's yep. like when he gets the ball. Go looking week. for the ball, mate. Go get the ball yourself. It's like they nearly need to move him into the mid just for a few games yeah. just to get his confidence up and just to get his touches up because he's just not touching the ball. He's opened up. Kelly's scoring, though. Yeah, to switch. Yeah, the switch sides because he was getting in Kelly's way. Kelly's scoring really well at the moment for sure. I oh, know Kelly's scoring the way that you because you were a <laughs> yeah, big fan of him. But um, yeah, he's been killing it the last few weeks with no Fafita there. If Kelly Kelly's good enough, if Kelly played for the Roosters or the Storm or someone like that in the top four, even maybe Parramatta or South, he he's got the ability to play Origin. He's got all the skills in the world. It's just. That's, you could list about 80% of the players if they played for... <laughs> they Look at like, Remus Smith and George Jennings. Yeah, they'll play for New Zealand next time and we actually get a test match. It's ridiculous. Sure. <laughs> Boys, hey, watch, so, sign me up, Storm. Give me on the wing. <laughs> Andy Burton's going to finally make his prep debut. Now, two to go. Simon George, he wants to know who to bring in for Ryan Madison. It's his last trade and he's got 712k. I know we've covered it, but uh, we'll go again. Andy, who's your thoughts if you're going to make Don't one Don't you one? say it, you idiot. No, no. And you're banned it's from between, saying Josh Curry. It's between three, three. <laughs> Josh Curry. Josh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be uh, either Latrell, between two, Latrell or Walker. I think Walker could be the pick of the bunch. He's just been killing it, um, dishing it out. His last five-game average is 65 fantasy points. Uh, more than Madison's points on the average already. And the scary thing is he's only owned by 6.4% of people. Um, apart from Latrell, I think he's probably got the highest 
one of the highest ceilings. Latrell has got a higher ceiling, but I think he has also has a lower floor. I think he can go missing, uh, which is a risk there. So I think that Walker's probably the safest pick. Okay, nice. Corpse, what's your thoughts for Simon? Uh, I'd just it'd be looking at pending who you've got cover for, but I'd either be going Harry Grant or Cody Walker. Nice. I, I just thought that Storm run home and, um, yeah, Cody Walker's got Panthers and Roosters. I still think they'll put a they, – didn't they flog Roosters like late in the year last year? Yeah, the last round by 50, man. Yeah, so that could happen again maybe. But Panthers will tighten him up this week. I don't think he'll score too well. <laughs> nice. I just went with Cam Murray as and then the other guy, Adam Dewey. He's, he's just shooting the lights out at the moment. There he's, he is. He's going well. If he's not the six, he's moving going real forward. well. If he's not the six moving forward, <laughs> he's all, he's almost due for a bad game. <laughs> uh, I was, mate. I was hoping he got injured in warm up. Nothing serious, but I was hoping he got injured in warm up last week. And I think he scored his second try, and yeah, that was game set match for pretty um for a big Ronnie. All right, boys. Final question for the night. This is a beauty. This might be the question of the year. This is how good mm. it is. From Big Raymond White. Now he wants is to he know real estate. Is this <clears throat> this could <Ray> be? White? <laughs> <laughs> We've broken that. <clears throat> Sponsor the show, Big Ray. Now he wants to know. It's not around twenty three question. He says, but he wants to talk tactics, tips, ideas, and what we're taking from our teams this year that we didn't do well this year. Oh, sorry, I'm going to say this again. What are some of the tactics, tips, ideas you are taking into improving your team next season? that you didn't do this season. Well, it was kind of our debut year. I'm pretty proud of all three of us for actually having a real good crack at something we've never done before. But why don't we, we're going to be a bit of a round table. What we'll do, we'll do one each and we'll just keep going around yep. the table until we're done. Andy, what's your first takeaway from, from this season? Um, holding out on trading players that are just keeping their um, their base. So, for example, Avrilo. Bought him for 300, was scoring and maybe making $1,000, losing $1,000 each week. Yep. Uh, I decided to trade him out because he wasn't making me enough money. It turned out to burn me a trade um, and also lose me 400K in earnings because he, he earned that much. So I think just holding out and if they're not losing your money, if, if you don't necessarily have to trade them straight away, I'd say wait. That's one of the things I've, I've learned. Nice. Corby. Yeah, I'll jump on the back of that. Mine's fairly similar, but just a slightly different path. Back the research and player selection. So the two that come to mind, Avrilo was one. The other one was Lodge. Um, yeah, same. They're where they, you've got to sort of be willing just to let to lose a little bit. Um, so jumped off a few of those players early, which just burnt trades. Um, and if we left them there, I mean, I'd quite happily have Lodge still there at the end of the season. And Avrilo, we all know how um, how much he killed it. Once he sort of started dominating a bit more in the halves, um, yeah, that'd be that's probably the biggest one. That's probably why I was first on Andy's list as well, <laughs> well where we we jumped off early and and because we said too, like at the start of the year, we said trades are going to be important at the end of this year just because of the restings and. The injuries and suspensions, like we didn't even know about this, um, the crackdown that started Magic Round. That's, Jeez. Yep. Well, each round, we talked about it in the thread the other day. There's six relevant fantasy players every week, minimum. 
whether it be injuries or especially this time of year because, you know, if it's longer than three weeks, they're out for the season. But it's just crazy. Agree. I I traded out Matt Lodge and Lachlan Croker after round one. And I think that was Ooh. the silliest thing ever. One, you know, because Turbo wasn't there, so Manly's form was affected. Two, Lodge only had a slight hamstring injury. So I burnt two trades straight off the bat when I probably could have let them hang for a while. So I think the, th- the first five weeks, if you've got at least 19 players, like Corpus is back the research that you put into it. So I don't think you have to make any drastic changes because I was having yeah. a look. My rank after round four was 10,362. And then by round nine, I'd made the top 1,000. So you can make quite a big jump if you don't panic and then make adjustments along the way. So you don't have to be, look at me now, I'm in the top 100, but after round four, I was 10,000th. So it can, you just got to be patient and play the game. So I think that's, that's a big one, just straight off the bat, don't burn your trades. Andy, what's your second point? <laughs> this is a real simple one. Simple one. Have Cleary in my team from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've, I'm just saying my one is build the team, starting point, Cleary and Turbo. That's all I said. <laughs> you have to have them both in. Just, yeah, you, I got, it hurt me so much, especially when, first of all, it was Corbs having him in team, just dominating, just score for score, just kept missing out on 90-point average, 95-point average as your captain. Like, he just sort of any other player just doesn't amount to that. And yep. it was just eventually you picked him up, and then maybe a couple of weeks later, I picked him up and joined the train. It was a lovely train. <laughs> We're all on it. But Corbus is at the front. But, uh, yeah, that would be my number one thing. And, yeah. look, he's not. He's going to do it again. What's Who's to say he can't? I learned hard. He's getting better. It was round four, Jaden Braley, round five, Fafita, round six, Cleary. That was my back-to-back because I missed the boat on all three. <laughs> so that was huge. Corbus, what's your second point? Yeah, I guess with that one, I haven't gone into mine yet, but you, you just need that clear captain choice. So he, he was just so easy. And then it almost transitioned into um, Turbo towards the end of the year when um, Cleary went. Mm. So, yeah, you've, you've got to have that clear captain. that, And those two were just a, a mile above everyone else. My other one was um, it's very attacking dominant now. I go for attacking players and look for those. I would never thought that Garrick and Alex Johnson were going to be clear favourites, I would happily have them in my team and you could make a easy transition or, or just keep them because they're scoring just as well, if not better, than a lot of the fullbacks. Yep. Um, the other ones like Tuala would be a good one just and, and the Copley, but they're still scoring well. Like I'll, I'll be looking for those players at the start of the year again. For sure. But I didn't realise wingers, those attacking stats are, are ridiculous now, more so than the, the sloggers in the middle. And have you noticed kind of with those wingers, how many players like slap them at the end and get the tackle break? Like they now they're getting tackle breaks because the sloppiness know, in the it's NRL. It's cheap stats. Yep. It's cheap stats, but it still, you know, translates into fantasy points. So, yeah, I'll I'll be looking at those ones. And, I mean, you'll need a, a few of those if you're going to get the, the big dogs that you're going to captain yeah. in your Cleary and Turbo. Definitely. Now, my point number three, three-date rule. I made it up and it's coming back <laughs> both ways. I think three-date rule is a must as a planner for next year. Andy, what's your point number three? Um, Digging into a bit of research to build my team around players who are gone that won't play Origin because, man, it was such a headache trying to tiptoe around that. Like getting your Josh Jackson, uh, Jackson, Josh Jackson, um, all those players that don't play, you know, like it was just – 
around that era where you just got so many players, he's like, oh, I can't pick him up because he's got the bye week and then he's plays origin. Just to have that headache gone, removed from the start, yep. and then you don't need to burn those trades. And then instead of having – you can take the risk on, on certain players um, later or earlier in the season because you know that these players aren't going to play origin. Yeah, I'm going to take – at the start of next year, I'm going to look at the draw. Like, we were mentioning it from time to time in the preseason. Mm. But next year, I'm going to make a very conscious effort. Like, for example, it was obvious on paper, two teams, me and you support, right? The Sharks had a horrendous start of the year. The first 12 or 13 games was literally against 80% of the top eight. Well, Paramount had the flip side. They played like two teams and then had a quite easy draw, which racked up some really good fantasy points for the likes of Reed Marnie, Clint Gutherson, mm. et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to take a lot more interest in who teams play next year, especially leading up. You make a really good point about that first round by planning. Like I didn't start by planning until round eight. Like next year, I'm going to be, for every position in my team, I'm going to say there's probably two or three selections for each one, right? I make a criteria. Are they an origin player or a fringe? Two, are they going to be playing the first buy? And three, are they a jewel? And that's going to be my criteria. And if whoever makes the most criteria out of those three that I like, I'll probably make them as the selection. So I'm kind of making a little selection sort of thing. But jewels are huge, I reckon. Especially, I didn't realize how handy jewels were going to be until this week when I've got no one to play on the edge. Like, seriously, boys. Well, well, a classic end draft... Jules have saved me in drafts so many times where instead of having to drop a player, I can just sort of put one on and sub them in. Mm. They've saved me heaps. I think I've got about five of them in my team. It's been pretty handy, especially with um, the the random ones like the Schuster with the yeah. center, uh, sorry, the half edge player. So but, yeah, uh, I like that. To not burn trades on players that are playing that round 13 if they do keep the bite round 13 as well because that's where I made my big move last year. Between round 12 and 13, I went from like – 900th to the top 150 or something. So you can make it used by having players. Corbs, what's your third point, mate? Uh, don't chase that. So you know how at the start we probably left a couple of players. So you know, their break-even was 45, like a, an Avrilo or a Lodge or whatever. Yep. Don't chase the cheapies, the cash grabs. Just be wary of them. Um, I can't think of any that come to mind for me, but <laughs> I know a bloke that you... <laughs> went for in um, Sini. And, <laughs> yes. And, yeah, that just, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you're, yeah, you're all about making the coin, but the trades can be just as precious. And then if we did hold on to the Lord Javrilo, you would have made more money and saved trades. Yeah, for sure. So it sort of, yeah, it sort of um, backs up the first point in, um, yeah, not jumping off, but also not going after the cheap ones as well. Totally agree. Now, last little point I've made for me, I've made a list of players that I already want for next year. <laughs> so on my list, I've got Matt Burden, Adam Dewey, Nico Hines, Cameron McInnes, Ryan Puppenhausen, Kalen Ponga, and then there's two Smokies from England that's already on my radar because I'm watching these guys and they're playing very, very good footy. Jackson Hastings coming back from Wigan. And the young centre, Oliver Gildart, he's coming to the Tigers from Wigan as well. So I know they're what, both going to be probably open around 220. Yeah, there's also talk Hodgson could get fullback for the Knights. Oh, push Ponger up yeah. to the that, six. That's Josh Hodgson's nephew or something, is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hey, I can't see Josh Hodgson playing fullback. He's another one that I've... Um, <laughs> is it ba- Bailey Hodgson, is that his name? Yeah, it is. I haven't made a list yeah. yet, but he'd be one if I... I'd just sort of get him as that emergency because I think they'll... um. 
they could chuck him up. Uh, but yeah, there's but, there's some good players in there. I don't know. Will you have the coin? <laughs> Puppy's going to be cheap. It is. I think the thing is, yeah. you know, you brought up before, you know, because Turbo didn't play the start of the season, Corbs. I think next year we're probably going to have to make a decision between Cleary and Turbo. I don't think you're going to be able to have both because it's going to literally rip your salary cap to pieces. Yeah, I think I'd probably go Cleary over Turbo. He might get a shoulder reconstruction, but he might be out for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go Turbo, actually. There you go. Yeah, I saved makes you. Easier. I just saved you oh, a trade. I just saved you a trade sure. already. <laughs> there would have been Price about 1,000 articles. <laughs> 1. 1. 1.18 to one, basically almost 1 million one mil. with Turbo. Um, have you got any more, Andy? Nah, pretty much I just said build for buy rounds earlier. Um, I, I left it way too late. And like I said, I think it's just sort of – I think TK brought up a massive one and that makes so much sense. We, we, like you said, we talk about it, but I think nutting down the start of the season before you actually pick your team and just going – this, the, getting the draw out and going, okay. Because like TK is saying, Parramatta had an awesome draw the first half of the season like against their, their flat-track bullies. We all know they're flat-track bullies. And, but we didn't actually capitalise on that. But being able to predict that and see the numbers and see the players that will go good at the start of the season and work towards the players who will go good towards the end of the season. Like we're talking about the Knights having an easy draw, the Sharks, the Warriors, um, getting those players in second late in the season and getting rid of the Parramatta players because they're probably going to do it again next year. <laughs> hey, boys, before we leave, we should do maybe a couple minutes of just slang fantasy words that have come up. You know, Andy's oh, I've, got, I've got one more too. Oh, you got a one more tip? Yeah, I, I just have um, – I'm going to avoid suspension players. Like, I can just think of Radley at the moment. He's just Ooh. way too unpredictable. He's just not changing the way he plays or a lot the way he plays, but with the new rules, and he's Angus. just getting hammered. Angus as well. He's missed about six or seven weeks in suspensions this year. Yeah, which, you know, that's quite a bit, especially – Crichton, he, he's for an eight hundred k player. Yeah, I, I've got here too. Don't don't predict injuries. I was late <laughs> onto the turbo train, <laughs> just thinking, oh, his hemis will go, his hemis will go. But there's a pretty good chance if physios that know a lot more than me or club doctors and physios think he's right to play footy, then he's probably right to play footy, and you should probably back that. And I guess to um, the NRL physio and um, physio Phil. They they had a pretty good intel and they've seemed to be on the money with a lot of their um their diagnosis for players and returns. So yeah, were well, they what? I'll um I'll probably listen to them a bit more as well instead of trying to go too much gut feel. Okay. My gut feel there is he's go. going to do his hemis. <laughs> In saying that, Corbs, would you chuck concussions into that as well? Would you not pick Pappy because, geez, one concussion was he out for seven games? Like. Mm. Do you, feel, yeah. do you fear he has one bad knock and why would you risk that? Or is it similar to I think his price would be too good not to pick him next year. Like mm. you, <laughs> worth 440, 440K. Or he could, even if he plays the lights out in the last three games, I don't know what his break even is this week, but he'll be under 600 easy. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's not a bad point you actually bring up, but I think that's where you work. It kind of works in your favor, Andy, because if he is knocked out again, you'd probably think that that might be season-ending, depending on mm. when it is. Like, I think you just punt him. Because he's got the history of, like, unless you have, a, like, you know what happened this year. Like, you've got a little bit of, like, history you can work off and go, well, he doesn't respond well for concussions. I'm not holding this guy at all. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, boys, let's land on a little bit of slangs. Corpse just dropped one with a gut feel. Andy, you you didn't say anolum. Anolum. Oh, I can't even say the word. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, well, that, that word in itself is actually saying it is quite an anomaly too because it's, <laughs> it's, it's very rare. Uh, um, what else is there? There's Pedigree. Uh, pedigree was one we started. It's not started, but was – I actually heard it. It's, it's spoken a lot in NFL. Oh, that's yeah. where I picked it up yep. from. Like a couple last year or a couple of years ago, because they say that a lot, and that's where it sort of resonated in my head. <laughs> uh, so narrative is probably a massive one we sort of uh, followed. It, it come big towards the end of the year, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Curtis was telling me the other day is, geez, you guys, you just really just grabbed all that narrative narrative run. Like, yeah, I, know, <laughs> I can hear. Now. I listen back. I'm like, geez, we're going on about the narrative. Influencing. It's just good fun. That's all. Putting out fires was another one that's come up spot, over the last spot fires. Spot fires was, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was one that's come up lately. Yeah, I can't think of any others. There's some jibber. There's some absolute jibber. Yeah, get some people to comment on here, the other ones that they've got. <laughs> There's plenty in the chats and threads. For sure. All right, boys, that was a good show. Actually, went out an hour. I thought we were going to do about yeah. half an hour today, but... I was, I was looking at the time and I was like, geez, so much for half an hour. That last question really got us. That, <laughs> nah, was, that, really was, that was fantastic. Thank you to Ray White from The Real Estate. <laughs> <laughs> Hook us up with a cheap house today. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you to everyone that sent in questions today. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, no, we won't, do, we won't be doing Sunday show because there's no real point because there's not much to talk about. No one's got trades. So we'll keep it Tuesday. <laughs> we might be back tomorrow. I just got to talk to the New Zealand boys. If we are back tomorrow, I think Andy's going to be hosting. So... Is that still right? Jeez. Have yeah, I just put you on the spot on in front of everyone? No, no. It's all good. Stay on board for a, and enjoy the show. We don't know where it's going, boys. <laughs> yeah. We might and just girls. do 10 minutes again of just banter. We'll just maybe talk about – maybe that's a good question for the boys tomorrow as well, Ray White's question. That could be the lead-off yeah. question for you guys tomorrow. I'll be interested just to hear their, their thoughts. If it's very, I'd assume it's very similar. But uh, it would be interesting to see some different uh, takes on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, Corbs – well, you don't have your team in draft, so best of luck in Classic. And you stay safe there in Newcastle, mate. Will do. Yeah, no, I'm team Ronnie in the draft, so I'll be cheering <laughs> on his team. I'm going to live I'm, through his team for the last few rounds. Now, Andy. I'm used to, be, I'm used to being there. <laughs> You're the last man I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the underdog. You know that I love the underdog. Everyone does. Andy's the last man standing in Talking League, so you're going to have to bring it home. I, I wouldn't surprise me at all. Actually, if you win, you got to play your brother, don't you, in the prelim? Yeah, it's a hard run. It's uh, Ronnie for me is a piece of piss. He'll be it's, it's easy for me. <laughs> My fantasy uh, god's going to kill you. He's done. <laughs> no, nah, the fantasy gods are sort. Avril's already problem. gone now. You, yeah. you just heard that Avril's <laughs> gone. No, I'm good. I've, I've covered well. I've, I've built my team around cover and potential. So, no, I think um, Adam might be tough, and then. I really hope Cleary gets rested 25. That'll be the the kicker for me in the final. <laughs> I, I dead set see you losing this week. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and we'll ride it all the way to the end. All right, gents, stay safe. And ladies and gentlemen, you also stay safe. And thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back tomorrow. I'll see right. you soon. See ya. See, see you, guys.